Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good morning, everybody. Keith over here, broadcasting live, and uh, I've got two uh, good characters in here this morning with me. Uh, uh, I've got Doug. Good morning. Morning. And I've got Zach. Good morning. Good morning. Zach, it's all right, man. You'll be good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, both gentlemen, uh, Doug, you, uh, run production and, and editing and stuff. And then Zach's here from, uh, FBLA. So this is a future business leader of America in case you were wondering. Great. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't in all that oh, when no. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. So, but let's get into, uh, some of what you do. We met the other day at one of the chamber events and, um, I noticed you do obviously film and production. And that's a little bit of, of the world that we live in. So I always like to hear some of the other sides of it because i'm fairly new to it i'm on my end but tell me a little bit about your business sure um i am uh, a freelance independent producer i've been doing video for the last uh, about 13 years um i come from a background starting local tv up through some production houses and now for the last three years i've been working independently i moved to pensacola last year and um where'd you move from uh just outside dc in uh, wow winchester virginia so this is a culture shock then huh a little bit. But it's been pretty great so far. I really right like on. it here. Um, so go ahead. I didn't mean to stop. I don't know. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I work um, both with agencies and direct a client to kind of execute anything video uh, and to some degree graphics that needs to be done uh, for businesses. Be it business to business, business to client, uh, just kind of like PR stuff, training, mm-hmm. internal, external. Pretty much. If it's if it's visual and it's it works with your business, I yeah. I try and work with you to do it. What uh, What do you like doing the most? I mean, my real love is being in the field and shooting. Um, I work a lot as just a strictly a director of photography for some projects, um, just kind of being a part of a, a larger team that's assembled. But, you know, my background is kind of just wide enough that it, it makes sense for me to also work a lot, uh, direct a client. Yeah. So. All right. So I always want to know because, like I said, I'm sort of new to this. We've been doing it. I've been doing it for about two, two and a half years. Uh, what's your favorite? equipment like give me a rundown of like your camera and your because yeah, i always want to know man because i mean i'm fully inundating myself with as much sure. stuff that's out there and there's a lot oh yeah yeah no gear is like half of the that's job half the fun. It feels, <laughs> it's the fun part half the time um no i shoot on a on a uh, sony a6300 it's kind of in the a7s a6300 like the mirrorless sony 4k mm-hmm. uh line of cameras um, small, compact. Oh, super easily, small. Easily handable. Um, but you, my entire setup is based around a lot of modularity because the projects I work on scale from kind of micro budget stuff up through some, some really decent mid budget to top or level budget things where, you know, if it's a small budget, I can use my in-house gear. Right. Uh, and if it's a big budget, I can rent a red or I can rent a, an Alexa or whatever and throw that into a lot of the other gear I have. So a lot of my investment is in, um, like a decent math box and follow focus and optical filters mm-hmm. and, uh, a, external recorder that's also a monitor so you know it's about building a setup where i'm i'm trying to have something that the majority of it i use on everything and sure. then just kind of swap out these key parts yeah. based on the needs and and uh, options the production has and then you're not hauling like five thousand pounds of gear everywhere. oh no you're still hauling that yeah, oh, yeah you got the yeah, lights right. you got this yeah, is cool here, though, right? <laughs> so yeah. um and, and and are you doing what do you do with photography or do you do strictly film i strictly work in video i did a couple years of photography um maybe three or four years ago, but you know, it was one of those things where I felt like I had the, you know, I had the equipment to do it. I had, you know, studied photography in high school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a different world, uh, like mentally from, from video that doing it for a couple of years, I really realized this is not first off what I love. And also I'm just not as good as yeah. I am with video. So yeah. I 
did my time with it and decided I'm out. I'm just going to yeah. focus strictly on video at this point. So what about your software? I'm all Adobe Suite. Yeah, that's uh, what we are too. Yeah, that. That's a learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I've been using Adobe stuff forever, but I didn't switch over to Premiere until, uh, Apple sort of let Final Cut 7 die. Yeah. Back, I guess like six, seven years ago. Yeah. But that and Resolve is, is I live in Resolve a lot because I do, um, freelance I, I color grading. I have used any of that. It's, uh, I mean, it's pretty amazing. It's, uh, first off, it's free and. Oh, but, we like free. Yeah. No, uh, Black Magic, once they bought it uh, out and started incorporating it with all of their gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we just got one of those. Nice. Um, they just, they really changed up what they were offering in the free version. It used to be really limited and mm-hmm. handicapped. And now it's something that, I mean, aside from one or two features, it's identical to the uh, to the paid version, which is only a couple hundred bucks anyways. Right. Um, but I mean, I, I do a lot of color grading for different production houses sure. and for my own work. So. Moving from Premiere to Resolve just was a huge step in the capabilities and just the the ease and, and output level that I can work in. Yeah, for that kind very of stuff. cool. Well, that's good yeah. to know because we literally, I mean, it arrived like two days ago. Nice. We that, haven't been able to plug it in yet. Is that a switcher? It'll be a switcher, nice. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we, we have a full-on live streaming capability, and, and then obviously we're, we've made it portable. Cool. With the 5,000 pounds of gear that we get to carry over. <laughs> but, uh, but that just arrived, so we haven't been able to play with it yet. But that, that's good. I, I thought I'd heard that word before, but yeah. yeah, we haven't even gotten into that world yet. So it, yeah, I mean, they're all like, you know, it took me like a year to really transition from working in premieres for color into working into resolve. Yeah. So. All right. Well, then I'm just going to call you so I don't have to spend <laughs> a year. That'll work. So, um, you were saying that you do a lot more industry stuff or you're working with agencies as opposed mm-hmm. to, I mean, obviously being freelance and stuff for yourself, but. Talk to me about what that's like, right? Because every every creative is different. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I really love working in that model because you know my my real love, my real skill, I think, is in interpreting story and message into a visual language. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love coming into a project where uh, either like and it's primarily with agencies where a script's already done, their their client is already on board with the creative, mm-hmm. um, and they know what the actions, they know what the story is, they know how they're communicating the message, but you know, they, they aren't visually executing it. That's when I get to come in and mm-hmm. say, okay, here's your script. Here's how we can sort of work out that action. Here's a bunch of reference for what the, the mood, what the tone will be. Um, and then putting together a team and going out in the field and actually shooting it and, uh, and putting it together in post. So, you know, it all, it's, it's a little bit more like freeform project to project. Mm-hmm. Um, which but, is cool. Keeps you from getting bored. Yeah, of course. And that's, that's really what I love about freelancing and why. You know, working in a production house was pretty close to this in terms of the variety of projects I got to be on. Mm-hmm. But it's something that's always been, you know, there, there's plenty of opportunity to go to a single business and be like an in-house media guy, right. um, which is appealing in a lot of ways uh, from a just like stability, stability. <laughs> and, uh, Who needs and that? yeah, all that. But the having the variety of work is just what I really love yeah. about being independent. Um so yeah, so I mean, working with agencies has been like that. I've gotten to work with a couple here, and yeah, had, who are you working with here? Uh, here, I've gotten to work with ID Group, IdeaWorks, Hip Creative, yeah. um, and uh, and and hoping to add a couple more this year to that list. Okay. I've been talking to. So you so. worked with Chris Chidala? Yeah, I've worked yeah? with Chris, okay. Chris Chidala. So Mona is one of our has been one of our clients. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so we're very familiar with ID Group, and uh, I really like the work that they do. So oh, yeah. it's a good house to be in. It's there. I mean, like they have such a, a unique approach to. Uh, identity and brand mm-hmm. that uh, it's i mean it's a pretty incredible business model and also just like process that yeah. they've developed yeah. there that's it's just unlike anything else yeah. so they've what, what was the other one you said hip hip creative yeah who are they uh that's luke infinger and they're uh, they have an okay. office over uh uh across town um and they do a little bit more like really specific industry stuff mm-hmm. um 
and a lot more in the in the digital marketing world. So it's something where they don't have quite as many uh, projects that I'm a, a the right fit for because mm-hmm. I just I don't touch web or any yeah, of that right. stuff uh, unless it's video for web. Sure. Um, but the projects I've gotten to work on them with have been great because they're really just interested in doing great work and finding a creative way to do it that is going to feel fresh and going to not feel like, um, you know, just they're, they're more interested in just doing something, something good. Sure. Very so, cool. Yeah. Um, so how do you, how did you get into these guys? I and mean, you just call them up and say, Hey, this is what I do and check it out. And well, when I moved down here, um, I was in a position where I was either going to relaunch my brand, uh, and, and refocus, uh, with a more directed approach towards being a DP for agencies right. in DC and Richmond and Charlottesville, where I used to live. But then my wife, who works at Navy Federal, got this opportunity to move to a new position down here. Come hang out in the sugar yeah. sand. So, That's it, man. So I was like, well, I was refocusing anyways. Let's just, I'll make this launch down there. So I put together, I did a, a ton of research just on um, who's in town, who's doing what, mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out are there a lot of production houses, is it mostly agencies? So um, what'd you find? I mean, I found uh, it was pretty much all agencies, yeah. the limited production houses, mostly freelancers kind of working on different projects. Mm-hmm. Um so I found, you know, I, I found a handful of places that I thought really did great work and put together these physical boxes of like a booklet and some coffee and a grinder and mm-hmm. mailed them out as a way to just do an introduction to me. Because, I mean, doing a cold email or doing a cold call is just about the hardest thing on earth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I wanted and about point zero zero one percent effective, right? Yeah. And this was something where, you know, for the most part, I at least got a phone call out of it, got a handful of lunches when I got down here mm-hmm. to meet people and... Uh, just sort of try and uh, try and accelerate the process because I, I have one kid. I had a second on the way at the time, and I was like, I can't have a lapse in my work. I have <laughs> yeah. to keep that hap- keep keep everything rolling um, without stops. So it was a big thing about just. Uh, I thought that it was a market that seemed like it had enough room to let another guy in, sure. uh, just because there aren't that many people doing the work down here. Um, so just try and speed that up and, and meet as many people as I could. And that's yeah. been sort of my mission since I got here is to meet all the agencies I could. And then also all the production workers that yeah. I can just cause networking and uh, it's, it's both a good way to, to get on cruise and also stay really engaged with the field, which, right. you know, I'm, you, I'm you have learning. to, I mean, you yeah. gotta be in there. It's, it's, I, I hate to say it. Sometimes it's like Hollywood or whatever, but it's with any business. If you're not right there in, in their face at the time that they need it, oh, yeah. it it's very easily to forget it. Do not forget this. Zach. This, <laughs> these are lessons to be, well, you should be writing this down, dude, <laughs> that, uh, you, you just you have to be there and you have to be yeah. relevant, right? All the time. Absolutely. So. You have to send out new reels, new stills, anything you're yeah. doing that reminds people, hey, we had lunch three months ago and we had a great time. <laughs> I'm and still here. <laughs> still doing really good work. So please, hey, give me a call when you got something. Um, so if somebody wants to see your portfolio mm-hmm. or wants to know what kind of work you do, where can you send them? Uh, DougStanford.com. That's easy. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> and you were saying you do a, a lot more stuff as far as cinematic style. So talk to me, not only me, but those that are listening. Like, what's the difference between me just going and grabbing some camcorder and you know do they even make camcorders anymore or they do but i don't think anyone's I don't, buying them. yeah yeah i don't I think don't. they call them that either so um you know just grabbing something from best buy and going and hitting the streets or actually making some art out of it i think that um i really care a lot about the craft of cinematography of um creating work that hopefully stands on its own outside of the the content i mean if it's something that people can watch whether or not they were i mean like you know Every project is an opportunity for a business or for a brand to to meet their client for the first time. Mm-hmm. And approaching work cinematically versus a more utilitarian way, which for me means 
um, the wacky applying, inflatable arm guy. Yeah, definitely that. <laughs> if you look in the back of all my all my work, yeah. you'll find them. Um, <laughs> but uh, creating work that that comes from a background of caring a lot about the craft of cinematography, so caring about lighting, caring about composition, caring mm-hmm. about uh, creating a visual language and and tone within every piece, whether that's for um, a really sort of interesting abstract concept about like how uh, like uh, United Way might help uh, individuals in the community right. down to a video I did for a company that has uh, 1,500 Pizza Hut locations and right. a training for how to sell extra cheese that I was really proud of. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it it's more about, you know, not looking at it as like, uh, well, this is just some industrial, this is just a PR message or this is right. just whatever. Let's every project, that horrible video that everybody has to watch when they yeah. get hired. Yeah. So making every project something where I can put my stamp on, I'm really proud of how this looks and yeah. take take dry content and humanize it. Take uh, something that just creates more of a connection with your viewer on uh, on a level that they're going to remember yeah. and feel compelled to to maybe connect with you on in a way. That, I don't know. It's It's just fun to work with businesses that are a little bit less maybe traditionally interesting to the average mm-hmm. uh, consumer or to their average client. And it's, it's an industrial thing where, I don't know, you can bring something new to that through the, through the language of video. Sure, sure. So. What do you think is, uh, has been, I want to know what you've been your most controversial piece you think you've worked on. And then I want to know what you think your best mistake has ever been. <laughs> um, let's see. Or have you had a controversial piece? I think every artist at some point kind of does. Maybe they don't realize it until it's already too late, but I mean, there have been, I mean, there's been controversial in different ways. There's been like, that was a like weird approaches to framing an interview versus like, (laughs) you know, the, the personal work where it's like you do a music video for Mm -hmm. a band and it's like, ah, do you include that in your portfolio that you put out to, to, um, your business clients? It's okay that you do the Spice Girls, man. Nobody cares. No, I I would be so proud. (laughs) No, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, uh, in terms of controversial, I guess probably the, a music video I did for a band back in Virginia, um, mm-hmm. that was, uh, it's, uh, sort of a, a an Appalachian folk punk group. Uh-huh. So they, uh, it was, uh, what were the they band, called? uh, Gallows Bound. Okay. <laughs> and we'll have it, to look them up. Oh, they're great. We'll check them out. <laughs> they, they tour a lot and trying to get them to come down and play vinyl, uh, on the, yeah. one of the next tours. But, uh. Yeah, it was a, it, the story is basically the, all the band members double cross and murder each other throughout the video. It's, it's a lot of fun. I yeah. tried to make it kind of like a campier, like uh B movie kind of feel to it. Um, like <laughs> a little bit of that, a little bit of like, I don't know, early Coen brothers stuff. Right. Or, right. So, um, that's probably the most controversial, I guess. It's not super controversial, honestly. Right. right. <laughs> um, and then maybe biggest mistake. Uh, no, best mistake. Best mistake. Best mistake. Best mistake. Or we can give us the biggest too, but the no. best is usually more fun. Um, and that one's tough too. I mean, probably one of the better mistakes I got to the company I worked for did a did a lot of work for a PR company that was working with Boeing and Eads mm-hmm. Air uh, during this uh, big bidding war back in like 2010 or something like that between them and Eads Airbus. Mm-hmm. And we pitched a concept that I think I. I played either a big role in developing or, or came up with the chances. And I was a lot of, a lot of ideas and a lot of, uh, round table discussions to get there. But we came up with this idea for a tennis match between like all these European countries represented by guys in business suits and the, uh, versus, uh, these two versus Boeing on the tennis court. It was something that we got a, a much bigger budget than we should have had for. Mm-hmm. And I was placed in way too much control. And it was something where. When given too much control without enough experience, mm-hmm. you don't make a project that ever hits air. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, which, you know, it was, it was good because it kind of taught me that and, and gave me a good, 
sense of better understanding projects of scale, which mm-hmm. has definitely helped me a lot since yeah. then. Um, and also sort of how to work more with a client in the pre-pro phase to to get them on board with the project and to better explain what you're doing right. before. Right. You yeah, and to make sure it's in line with them. Yeah, thing. yeah. So, you know, it was, it was a project that, you know, definitely not in the real, <laughs> did right. not make it very far, but it was... Sounds like you got a whole bunch of experience there. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing, you know, every project, whether it's a success or a failure at the end of the day, you should, if you didn't, if you learned something from it, at least it yeah. wasn't a loss. And you didn't get fired. No, nah, still worked. Yeah, there so. you go. So that, <laughs> that's a win, man. Yeah. <clears throat> well, cool. Well, you, you got a very interesting story and welcome to Pensacola. If nobody's Thanks. told you that yet. And, Couple. uh, uh, I hope that you get along and I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about when we get done just because we're living in the same world. But, um, for those that want to find any other information or, or give you a call to hire you or look at your portfolio, give them all your good info. Find me online at DougStanford.com. You can email me at Doug at DougStanford.com or give me a call at 540-771-0558. Perfect. All right. Well, hang out for a minute. We're going to find out what Zach's up to here. Great. All right, Zach. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Are you good? You, you loosened up now. You can see how it's done. Yeah. Yep. So, man, tell me about Future Business Leaders of America. Okay. So, uh, FBLA, or Future Business Leaders of America, is a... Uh, it's an organization that goes through four different levels. You know, we have middle level, high school, college, and then professional division. And it sort of, it uh, allows for people to get into the business community early so mm-hmm. that it builds up the next generation of business leaders. Yeah, leaders so you're not making general. mistakes like he and I have been making, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, okay, so how do they do that, man? Like, like have you been just inundated with all yeah. kinds of business? Have, I mean, you're here today. For, for those that can't see, Zach's here today. He's in suit and tie. It's like 105 degrees out. I'm in shorts and a t- in a polo shirt, but and I mean that's good on you, man. So yeah, I like my suit and tie. So yeah. Well, what we do, uh, there's a bunch of different events. We have conferences where people can go to compete. There's uh, over 60 competitions ranging from, you know, medical, hospital managing mm-hmm. to help desk or job interview. Um, it's sort of that's one part of it is the competitions. Uh, the next part of it is going out to the business community like I'm doing mm-hmm. right now, uh, going to meet business leaders, working with them, getting to see what the real world is like before mm-hmm. you have to go in it. Yeah. There's also, um, we have uh, different type of webinars. I know the state officers, my team this year, we put on webinars and we go over different educational things, uh, literary courses for financial literacy. Uh, there's different sort of events where people can go to hear speakers to learn different things. I know it our state leadership conference and the national leadership conference a couple of weeks ago, uh, there was an event about college planning mm-hmm. and it showed high schoolers how to get ready for college, which is coming up for some people in a few years. Yeah. For you too, huh? Yeah, like, yeah. like really soon. Yeah. Like two years. Yeah. Ago. How old are you? I'm 15. Okay. So that's impressive, man. So how did you get into this? Like who like you just, did you find this on your own? Did you stumble upon it? Did somebody say, Hey, by the way, you're going here. Well, uh, my high school teacher in freshman year, my AP human teacher, our advisor at the, um, uh, School one day comes into class and every day he's doing the same thing, you know. Guys, you guys should join FBLA. You should join FBLA. And finally, God, if you shut up, I will. Right? Yep. And now here you are. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I decided to stay after for a meeting one day and just see what it was about. And I enjoyed it. So I kept up with it. And then last year was really at SLC, the state leadership conference that I, um, I truly got to see the next level of it mm-hmm. and the, how big it really is and how involved you can really get. It's an organization that whatever time you put into it, it comes back. You know, yeah. you don't have to be super involved and you can still gain benefits from it. It's uh, sort of your own time. Mm-hmm. And with it, I decided to get really involved. And this year I ran for state president and uh, ran the campaign. I went up and 
front of the kids. Uh, I gave a speech, 5,000 people. And after that, well, you t- you've talked to 5,000 people in one shot? Yes, sir. Wow, man. That's more than I've ever talked to. <laughs> I think in my life, maybe. <laughs> yeah. well, Good for you, man. I couldn't have done it, though, without my campaign team, uh, my peers back at school, as well as, you know, my principal, Mr. Williams, and my IB counselor, uh, Mrs. Brewer. Thank God for good well. teachers, man. Yep. Seriously. And they care. Okay. So, so what are you going to do with all this knowledge, man? Um, I want to go into corporate law. And then after that, I have some bigger plans following corporate law. I actually want to be the uh, president of the United States. Go for it. So, yeah. Hey, look, man, it's possible. Anything's possible. You just got to be better than the next guy, right? Yeah. You know, and don't fall into the traps that all these other dudes did. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. So, okay. So, so, so tell me, what does the path to the presidency look like for you right now? <laughs> Like, how do you, I mean, because you can say that, saying that's one thing, but realizing what it's going to take, do you understand, like, how how does that go? I think I do. Right now, since, you know, FBLA is the future business leaders, you're connecting early. Mm -hmm. Connecting early on is the most important thing. With corporate law, it's a way to engage with the businesses, a way to engage with sponsors, et cetera. You do realize that may not always be friendly engagement, right? Okay. All right, just making sure. Yeah, Uh, yeah. through FBLA, though, I've learned a lot about working with different people, working with different groups. it's a it's a good opportunity to meet people because FBLA, even though it's Future Business Leaders of America, it's also um, international. Mm-hmm. We have members in China, Korea. Um, we have a couple groups in Puerto Rico. It's all over the the world. And how that works is it allows for you to engage with people from different areas, people who don't have the same personalities. You mm-hmm. like different things, and it allows you to sort of see <clears throat> what it's like somewhere else and see where you're going in the future. So, okay. So how do you, if somebody wants to find out or how do they sign up? Like, can I, can, I mean, I know I can't maybe be on your side of it, and, but I'm sure we've got some kind of knowledge we could dispose. Yep. So if you're a student, then the way to sign up for it is you'd go to either your high school, you'd go to your high school and find out if there's a chapter. If there's not a chapter, you know, find a teacher that'd be willing to be an advisor. Um, start a building the organization and they can find out more about that at, um, www.floridafbla-pbl.com or they can go to the national website www.fbla-pbl.com they can also contact me at zachary shaheen s-a-h-i-n at yahoo.com and i can help them with that help them through the process our chapter um, my chapter at phs we've been working together um, it's a growing community right sure, now sure. and we're going out and trying to help start new chapters within our area and for me within the state as a whole very cool. So, um, what are you guys doing in the community? I mean, other than just some of these debates mm-hmm. and stuff, but I mean, what else do you guys do? Or come hang out with radio guys? <laughs> yep. Well, for the uh, community, we actually have our, for the state, there's a state project, mm-hmm. which this year it's the American Cancer Society. So, one of the tactics that the state does is it works with the different districts and the high schools to sort of go into the American Cancer Society and help any way that we can, raise money. Um, be there for support, you know, visit hospitals, um, work with the local community for Relay for Life. In the past, we've done other things such mm-hmm. as the uh, Special Olympics. The national project this year is uh, March of Dimes. So that's one thing that we also work on. Mm-hmm. We raise money for March of Dimes. And with this, it comes together and kids get, students get rewarded mm-hmm. based off of their service. There's uh, different awards for how many hours you put in and other ways. Yeah, sure. So, um, so not everybody gets a trophy, right? You got to You have to, yeah, you have to, you have to kick it, huh? Yep. Um, so are you working with Danon here in town for the March of Dimes stuff? Um, or are you working on the national level? For the March of Dimes this year, since, um, Florida is state project is American Cancer right. Society. 
we're staying more focused on that. Last year we did, we worked with Dan. And okay, stuff cool. A bunch of times here. But. Very cool. Yeah, we did some film stuff for for the ambassador family and mm-hmm. helped them try to get their message out for girl to premature babies and stuff. So, um, what's next, dude? Like, where are you leaving here? Are you like on like the interview circuit? Like, is it Letterman after this or what? Um, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe in the future. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm just uh, starting local. And yeah. then building up from there. So what do you guys need locally from, from either the community or, or mentors or what? So there's different things. There's a lot of ways that the community can help. You know, you can always donate money, uh, sponsorships, scholarships. Those are always very appreciated. But that's not the only way to help. You can also help by going to the schools and mentoring. You know, if you wanted to come visit PHS, you wanted to go visit Tate, Escambia, Washington, you could go and you could give a speech and teach with the kids one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to build opportunities for the students to have mentorship with business leaders. We also need the support for um, coming to the school and giving up your time sort of for the uh, community service as mm-hmm. well. We, you know, we have one advisor, two advisors now at our school, and there's over 100 kids in the organization at our school alone. Um, we have 14,000 in Florida. Everywhere there needs to be, you know, we have to have chaperones. We're still, sure. we're still students. So there's many ways that you can help. And to find out more, you can visit your local schools, find out if they have a chapter, what you can do to help them specifically. And so, and is our own, our local school here, is, is it PHS is the only one that has a chapter or are there other ones? We have a couple. We have a chapter at PHS. There's a chapter at Washington High School. There's a chapter at Escambia. There's a chapter at Tate. We also have some middle school chapters with Bellevue Middle School. Very and we're cool. trying to build up more this year. Yeah. Very cool. Well, man, I'm glad you came and hang out with us this morning. I appreciate it. Me. Do you ever do any of this kind of stuff growing up in, in school? No, absolutely <clears throat> not. I uh, I really wish I had. Yeah, uh, yeah. I spent my entire time just learning video. <laughs> <laughs> just hanging out with MTV, man. Yeah. That was me playing music. So, well, good on you, man. Uh, you, you keep it up, you know, one of these days. Thank you. If I'm still alive when you get there, I will vote for you. That's How good. about That's that? Good news. <laughs> good news. <laughs> so, um, okay, you guys, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us on our website at pensacola.businessradiox.com. This has been Pensacola Business Radio, where business is good and your work matters. Mm-hmm.